Nation postgame. Let's go! Brought to you by your local GTA Acura dealers. Visit yours today. Leafs going to the bench. The final seconds are going to tick down without any response. And David Ayers is going to come out of the a historic moment for this young man with a victory as he catches the last shot and the buzzer goes! The Maple Leafs hit rock bottom. This is Leafs Nation postgame here brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers here at Scotiabank Arena, Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick. That is right. Half the game played by the emergency goalie, 42 years of age. And the Maple Leafs lose somehow 6-3, the final to the Carolina Hurricanes, Gord Stellick. Yeah, and I'm sort of have had maybe a little bit too much experience about these kind of things, whether working or on the media side. So I always know the end of the game is where you lack big picture perspective. So I'm not going to get into what the worst game of all time. Like a lot of people are tweeting about that. Oh, yeah. very, the, the term, it's like, Toronto, Gord. The term that Joe Bowen used, humiliating, is what it is tonight. Now, yes. again, you move ahead, and if you win in Tampa Bay and Florida – You've remedied it to an extent. But tonight is, as we mentioned, you know, we're talking so many different elements to tonight's game. Early on, we're talking about Freddie Anderson and uh, how well he was playing and went on. And then for the first time, I've been around a long time. I've never seen an emergency goaltender have to come in either for the Toronto Maple Leafs or for the opposing team. We saw it in Florida. We're talking about that game with Roberto Luongo and Al Montoya got injured. And then they, it was Robbie Tallis that was their yes, goaltending coach. And they were trying to figure it out. He almost had to go in. At least he was a former NHL goaltender. He was nervous to go in. And he was Imagine the Panthers goaltending guy. He was all dressed. And then I think it was Mont- or Luongo came back and played. Whatever. So tonight you get James Reimer hurt early. Peter Mrazek out. And the unknown, and we find out more as the game goes on, David Ayers, okay, he is the Zamboni driver at the Toronto Marty Games. He's 42 years old. He's the second oldest player ever to make his NHL debut after Lester Patrick, who was 44. What that means is there really should not be 42-year-old emergency goaltenders out there. Really don't think there should be. But in the case of him, phenomenal. Like, good on him. That's just great on him. I, I, I thought the Carolina initially probably had some trepidation. You're not giving us a 24-year-old guy from U of T or Ryerson. Anyway. Jim he, Ralph. Jim, but, but anyway, he goes out, and this is, I kidded, this is the 40th anniversary today of Miracle on Ice, Team USA's win over the Soviet Union. And it's hard nowadays to get anything close to a miracle, whatever, because Everyone knows everything. You know, there's there, there's no real surprises. This is kind of it in a small version. This is ridiculous the way the Leafs played the, the right third word period. To use. Yeah. Ridiculous. But give the Carolina Hurricanes, without Brett Pesci, by the way, yeah. their stud Dio got hurt tonight as and well. And one and two goalies. <laughs> he gives up five shots in the third period. I felt bad for this guy. I thought this is a nice story for David Ayers. I thought we'd be doing the show and we would be pumping his tires that he gave up seven goals but stopped, you know, because the Leafs would be wiring it from everywhere. Like, how could this guy stop an Austin Matthews shot? He didn't get one, okay? He didn't get one of those. Why are you yelling at me, Gord? He didn't get any of those. I was like, actually going to order this guy a beer in the crease. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly on your boat, and that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation post game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. I don't know any way to slice it. The Maple Leafs lose six three to the Carolina Hurricanes here. The emergency goalie plays half the game, but that was the most concerning part for me, as you know, covering this team the way we have this season. They registered 
seven shots on goal in the third period. I had to double-check that 18 times. Okay. Because you literally have a guy in there, just shoot the puck. Ask John Tavares, ask Pierre Envault, shoot oh. the puck, and they would not shoot the I puck. I was feeling terrible for the guy. And again, yes. hey, I'm over 42, and I'm saying with respect. I'm just You're saying, a good 45. I, I'm yes. just saying, really, the backup goal, the emergency goaltenders, by and large, should be younger. But <laughs> they've never really had to go in. The guy named Scott Foster went in and played, stop, what did he stop, eight shots for yeah. the Chicago Blackhawk, and he was the accountant. You remember? And he became a Zamboni driver. And, and, and so he, it was only about 10 minutes, and they had the game in hand already. And uh, and anyway, and this, um, it's it's a great st- he gets He's the first star, gets a standing ovation, the only time a visiting player. Well, they don't even bother coming out for the stars anymore, the visiting players. He gets a standing always on Hockey Night in Canada. He's doing all those things. Good on him. The Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes left the bench and celebrated like they won a Stanley Cup. Okay? And... Man, I loved it. They they gave him. They, they didn't know this guy. This is like a stranger, you know. By the way, here's here's the, here's the new employee. He's going to play goal right now. We never met him, know nothing about him, and they win the game. But that team showed me a lot. The Carolina Hurricanes as well as 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 humiliating as I found the Leaf effort. I was very impressed by supposedly the tired Carolina Hurricanes. Not to mention it's February twenty second. There's roughly twenty games left in the season, and that was a crucial two points for the Carolina Hurricanes in the standings. That's why they were more super... so than the Leafs. Yeah, more so than the Leafs. Now yeah. Florida tonight takes on Los, takes on Vegas. So you would hope, but again, you can't predict things. Who would have thought Florida would have lost to Los Angeles the other night? Vegas has been on a tear under Peter DeBoer. They've won four in a row. But again, the point being is it's obviously the kind of season where we've had way too many of these. We never expected it with an emergency goaltender. This doesn't happen. It's rock this bottom. Not, it's not rock just bottom. here. So anyway, uh, it happened. Then the challenge now is you're in a very tough place against Tampa Bay and Florida. And next Friday, if they win those two games, we're talking about this like it's a blip. Absolute rock bottom. Uh, there's no other way to put it, at least in my opinion. Um, and, and, again, the more concerning part is they had seven shots on goal in the third period, would not put anything on the net when this guy was just letting goals left and right when he came into this hockey game. Not to mention it was a one-goal game going into the third period, and he surrendered two goals. This has been the magic elixir for this Leafs team all season long. The first five minutes of the third period, uh, they always go on runs. And, Gord, we always talk about it. It's okay surrendering a goal. Try not to surrender the second goal and the third goal, and that's yeah. what gets me going, is that you, they, like the attention to detail does not pick up. I thought they were an absolute zoo defensively, and again, I, I'm going to do my best not to rip on this team too much because all week I felt like I've done that, and I've been pretty fair, I feel, with my analysis all season long. But they were an absolute zoo defensively. I felt bad for Freddie Anderson. I looked at you after one of the goals. I said, put in Jack Campbell at this point because they're playing absolutely no D. It, it could have been like an 18-3 to three game yeah. or whatever, you know? Fred, Freddie played... Freddie played, kept him in the game yeah. early, but then Freddie played decent later. Played huge early. You know, it's, it's not a it's not a Freddie Anderson loss at all because the story being the but they gave up. Like it, it's, well, know. that that's the part. So okay, the second intermission comes, and uh, the buzzer goes, and a bunch of Leaf players give David Ayers a tap as well. Yeah, because they know him from their time with the Marlies, and they're thinking like, "Good luck, buddy." But but and then we're thinking maybe. One of the goaltenders, Peter Morazic or Reimer, might be good enough to play in the third period. That's got to be better than using the emergency goaltender. No, he came out, and like I said, so, I mean, these same guys that were giving him a tap. He's got a vacation. Man, like, Did he take you know, his vacation time yet? Because he just took it tonight in the well, third but, period. But, but I thought they were going to feel bad filling him in, right? I thought that they gave him a tap, but then when he came out in the third period, they'd say, oh, God, he's he's back in again. You know, this is, uh, you know, poor guy. And they, they gave him no shots. I, I would think there was one chance. I think one scoring chance I would rate it. 
and he made that save, and he got lucky on a save late in the second period. Uh, he gave up two goals, did David Ayers. Ayers, one was soft, and the other he had no chance on. Yeah. I can't believe I'm breaking down the emergency. <laughs> like, we should be talking about 30 goals. Like, we should be talking. Right. Like that should be it, just saying, wow, can you believe this happened? And too bad it happened in the middle of the game, and this poor guy had to come in, and, you know, he had 20 shots at him, and he let eight goals in. Look, the only way to explain it for me from a beer league perspective, and all of us who have played beer league hockey have been in these games when a goalie gets injured or something like that, and they put a player in that or just a forward, and they have a, you know extra man on the ice, or there's a goalie in there who shouldn't be in there. You have a tendency of being tentative. But, Gord, this is the National Hockey League. Your season is on the line in the last 20 games of the season. You put forth a demonstration that's probably not even the correct word, whatever that was in the last half of this hockey game. I don't know where you go from here. Uh, a lot of soul-searching in the next couple days. Um, again, the sidebar story before that, somehow, some way, Tyson Berry comes back. Like It looked like this guy was finished for the yeah. season. I mean, good on him. I mean, an absolute war, and I love hockey players. A lot of players always seem to do this, come back after defying logic and odds. But he comes back in this game, and Gord... Same old story. I'm not putting this on, on Barry. Who knows what he's dealing with? I thought he had a rough night. Sandine had a rough night. Um, you know, pretty much every yeah. defenseman. Marinchin. Uh, just, I, I, the scary thing for me is there was no response. Um, you know, I would say I noticed Matthews, Marner somehow, but a lot of giveaways. But there was no response from the guys you want response. The only guy I really noticed in this game, and I give him all the credit in the world, was Kyle Clifford. And mm-hmm. we thought that would be a change for the better in this game. And again, full health to, to, to Peter Morazic. We hope he's okay. That wasn't a penalty. Yeah, you know, it went from a five minute to a two minute. We got another uh, challenge of a penalty, or looking at a penalty. In a well, review. it's it's actually not even challenged. Just the yeah. refs now are because of that San, Reviewing, San Jose yes. Vegas schmozzle last year in the playoffs. When they give a major penalty, um, they automatically, pretty well, automatically, I think, always just review it. Yeah, and they and that's a good safeguard for them. And but then they got they the down, wrong call still. And, and yeah. I could take the minor. I you know can debate. Yeah, it. That's you killed fine. it. You but killed I could it. take the minor. The major in game, I thought would have been wrong because you know the like Peter Mrazek was way too aggressive. He was way out of his net. Like, they were both reaching for the puck, yeah. though. Like, I yeah. I understand the initial of the game so quickly. You make that quick call, and I like the fact that we have the Cody Eakin rule in this game. But just more so following that. And I don't even talk, I'm not even talking about the penalty. It is what it is. So, Morazic goes down, and David Ayers, 42 years of age, comes in this game and steals the spotlight, the show. Um, we heard a rain of boos in this arena and for let's the go second Raptors. half. And they pumped they pumped the PA here, by the way. They pumped the music in the crowd so people couldn't hear them booing. I heard them up here. Yeah. But, again, it's absolutely rock bottom, in my opinion, for this season for the Maple Leafs, considering what these guys make. And, oh, yeah, the trade deadline's on Monday, Gord Stella. Yeah, the other part. So, um, again, I, in the word rock bottom, I'm, I'm not going to compare. Like Again, it comes down to... Like, how do you want to be executed? Okay, I don't... Whatever. Okay, so you're, you're splitting hairs. About, I'll say rock bottom. It's up there with the rock bottom thing. Yeah. I'm still, like... So, first of all, you think about what we're going to talk about, Leafs Nation postgame and the puck drops. I did not think we'd be talking about an emergency goaltender. I did not yeah. we would think we'd be talking about a beer league goaltender in goal for Carolina and the Leafs then choosing to play like a beer league team. Like they did. Well like that's, they just cho- played like Bieber a out there? beer league team after that. Thank you. And, uh, you know, went on so... You know, the soul-searching that, I'm not interested. Go out and play and show me on the ice. We just had that again after Pittsburgh, okay? Like, forget the soul-searching. I'm, I'm not interested, intrigued in it, whatever. There's, there's, there, we know there's warts on this team. That's why they had to make a coaching change, and that's why they've been in a little bit of malaise. But we also know what they, there's a lot of talent on this team as well. So I, I don't want the soul-searching. Go out and play hard in Tampa Bay, in Florida. Yeah. You still, in a way, control your destiny. 
and uh, we'll walk out tonight shaking. <laughs> shaking yeah, you're the, you're the voice of reason for sure out of this uh, twosome here, and I, you know, I'm trying my best to be fair. I understand, you know, tomorrow the sun will come up. The Leafs' next game is on Tuesday against Tampa. It just, it just more so this has been a trend not only tonight. Um, again, it just completely washes away whatever we saw on Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're back to square one in terms of. Oh, I don't, I, again, I don't like the. I, I use them as standalone things. The Pittsburgh was a hell of a game. Yeah. They needed it. Now they need to do it again. But you don't want to go your whole career or whole season yeah. always needing to respond. I worked when I, I worked a lot of years ago, and there was a coach, an assistant coach, one of them, and he had a habit. We'd, we'd be right around now after the game. And if we weren't traveling somewhere, whatever, after a loss, he would take it out and start grading the players, okay? And when we, the Leafs, won, he wouldn't trade them for Connor McDavid, right? And then after the game, if it was a bad loss, you know, he'd trade them for, like, a bag of hockey pucks. And I said to him, I said, why do you do this after the game? Like, what Like what? Why are you torturing yourself? Like, well, that's you know, why coaches don't usually talk to a team after the game. Oh, it's like, lose, right? like tomorrow, yeah. come back at it and analyze it and break down and I'll look at it. I'll still be mad tomorrow, don't worry. Well, just, <laughs> but that's part of being a fan and yeah. part of being a broadcast. Yeah. You're right. It's it's inexcusable. Like, it is inexcusable. You're right. It's surreal. Yeah. It's, it, it, you know, uh, what did Joe call it again? Oh, humiliating. Um, humiliating. It yeah. is humiliating. You yeah. know, those those kinds of things. And, uh, and again, we do speak on behalf of Leafs Nation. I mean, we, we heard the crowd. We see the tweets. Uh, there's no other way to it. We're not going to sugarcoat this. Like, this was embarrassing, right? You. Well, I mean, this would have been a cool story if yeah. the guy won David I. It still is a great story. David Ayers winning but like if they pounded 20 shots and he stopped 17 of them or, yeah but he didn't do anything <laughs> i know I, I was even saying to you i said you know you know what cause i i thought he was going to get shelled okay and i said geez it would be kind of cool if it could be a tie and leafs win in overtime or shootout so it's respectable on him yeah. you know and he gets a nice ovation and I'm like like i was really thinking ahead to that degree and uh in in because i was thinking this game could be embarrassing midway through give the carolina hurricanes credit and give david Ayers credit that at the 10 minute mark you know the leafs hadn't scored nine unanswered goals in the third period which I mean, like this guy could go a goal against a goal against Joe Bowen in Unionville men's hockey. That's where he could be tomorrow night. I mean, that's basically the caliber that he plays regularly. And for those wondering, what does a guy emergency goalie get? So from what we know, he gets five hundred dollars. Yeah, and the game worn jersey. And the other part is and the memory. Okay, because so many we're getting so many social media things. So many people texting me their friends and that. Yeah, and they're saying how they get his name on the back of the jersey so quick. So I wonder if we'll get the answer. Like, he came out in the middle of the second period, and he already had airs in number 90. So I don't know if that's the jersey they give the emergency goaltender everywhere they go, just as kind of a, man, like I said. Little did the Leafs know they were looking for a backup all season long, and it was inside the organization. <laughs> that's right. That's right. When they tried them out with the Toronto Marlies, they ignored the Zamboni driver. It's uh, you can't. I can't even... Like do it with a straight face this broadcast. No, but, then, but then, but then, throw this. But the other part is, in all seriousness, during the second intermission, we heard the Carolina Hurricanes were upset about who their emergency goaltender was. One that he was forty-two, and the other that he was a Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment employee. Like they were upset about that because I don't know what the criteria is. And again, it was nothing personal against the individual, but you know, like it is. Is this David Ayers, right? So we always talk about the throng of, of family and friends who wait around for the Carolina players. They're giving them a standing O as they come up. I think that's Brock McGinn's family I see. 
I don't know. I, 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 like, don't I think know. David Ayres' wife was in the building, which is even more amazing to me. Yeah. That she got to see her husband play in the National Hockey League and beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah, he works for the organization. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, we're seeing the Carolina fans, and maybe it's just somebody else happy to see their. Hey, if you're if you're here, and uh, after the lost eight six that game, December twenty third, you know, went back and forth, and you only get to see them like twice a year, and that kind of game tonight yeah. must win. Like a anyway, well, Carolina played. Applauded. Carolina played last night um, against the New York Rangers, by the way, and lost five yeah. two to Igor Shostorkin, who is a man possessed right now. The Rangers won again tonight. They're three points out of a playoff spot. They're supposed to be sellers. <laughs> I think the right team should be a seller is here at Scotiabank Arena, not so much the New York Rangers, if you ask me. But, uh, I mean, the NHL is a wacky world. We're just getting started here, by the way. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca is going to drop by and say, what, 20 minutes from now? I can't. W- I don't know about you. I can't wait to hear Sheldon Keefe's presser. That's coming up momentarily. Yeah, that's right. We should get going. Um, I don't know what he's going to say. Again, we did talk about it often in the Mike Babcock era. Sometimes you rip on your players. Sometimes you don't. I don't know. <laughs> how you handle it today, Gord, because it's... Well, that, but again, that you've got to, when you're with an organization, and okay, let me get you, you've got to keep perspective and context and vision. You do. You can't ignore it in that, but you, you, you know, you, there's no point piling on, okay, because you're part of what's got to remedy this, and the remedy is games like Thursday. Like, and this is just... This is just such a strange game, too, and I, 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 I almost felt. Did the, did the players feel sorry for him? I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to that third period. I'm trying to mishmash everything. Like Carolina came out and they said, "We got to play like we're killing a penalty all the time." We're so, seeing a quote from Mitch Marner. That was a dog poo effort on my part. At least good. he was honest. Well, it's good. It Own was. It. Like, what else can you say? It was he on, didn't say on everybody's part that way. And then, so Carolina is going to play that way, and you know it. But then they score a couple of goals quick. And really, you know, Freddie is, isn't really at fault at the goals in general. So that's a part I didn't expect. So all of a sudden now, what the narrative was supposed to be, can this guy hang in and, you know, handle the onslaught? Like, Gord, you know I love revenge. <laughs> Luke Fox on Twitter. Luke Fox jukebox. David Ayers was wearing a Leafs t-shirt under his Hurricanes uniform. <laughs> like, this is NWO stuff. You rip the jersey off the Leafs uniforms on. Like, no, but he's also the third goalie for the Leafs tonight. Yeah. He's the third goalie for... Again, you a, can't script this stuff. Anyone. I mean, sometimes the Leafs will have their Marley goalie around if worst came to worst, just kind of know where he is. Uh. So a bit of advantage that way. But he's technically, like in the case of the Scott Foster in Chicago, he played for the Blackhawks. He played for the home team in that particular game. No, I know. Everything like, you know, the guy can't go run. Where's he going to get a Carolina Hurricane? T-shirt. You wore one the other night. I did. My Sebastian Aho T-shirt. I know. You should have. Anyway. I'm not a goalie by any stretch. but It's certainly no stretch, uh, uh, a no shortage of storylines tonight. I know, should we oh. break or hang in there for... Uh, for I think uh, we're going to hang in there for uh, Sheldon Keefe and, and wait this out uh, because, again, we're, we're waiting to go live to the Sheldon Keefe presser. <laughs> He's probably having a couple shots in the locker room. I can tell you that. I don't know how you how you respond, how you come out and address the media after you lost to a beer league netminder. And I'm being well, honest. I'm being oh, no, no. It's uh, Hey, hey, is this is... <laughs> Like you're sitting back there and you're kind of what do I do now? You know whatever. And if you had somewhere to go tonight, this is the night you don't go anywhere. A low profile, Kyle Dubas. I think for the first time ever, the, the, a shot of him on TV leaving the box early. That's pressure. You know whatever. Nowadays they don't. Nowadays they leave the GMs alone more. I used to remember that the camera would be on you all the time. Every time something bad happened, imagine camera, you had something in your teeth, Gordo, back in the day. Well, when the anyway, no, but team. you knew the camera when something bad <laughs> when something bad happened, the camera would be on you. So you had to be careful. About that, but yeah, it's um, 
It's it's good, by the way, to get your perspective because you've been in that type of role, and I think you make an excellent point in that, yeah, all of us collectively are really annoyed and pissed off right now, but it is one game of 82, right? And yeah. next thing, now, last time I checked, you come out Tuesday, it's a 0-0 start to that game, right? Well, again, show me on the ice, and yeah. I, it's great what Mitch Marner said, but I really don't care. Yeah. We, you're, you're right. I'm glad you're owning it. We agree with you, yeah. and you can multiply that by whatever number of guys, and then, you know, please, in Florida get back what you had on Thursday, and, and let's see where we can go from there. we got to find some David Ayers audio, by the way, because I'm seeing some great quotes. Like This guy this guy is now a viral sensation. His life's changed. Yeah, and we're at the game. Yeah. So, we're, we're, you know, we, we are at the game. And I kidded when we came on. I said about the 40th anniversary today of the Miracle and Ice uh, Team USA over the Soviet Union. So we'll always be able to say that we're at the game. But... Again, the the oldest guy ever to make a debut was Lester Patrick, 40. coming in as an emergency goaltender, forty four. Yeah. But he also owned the Rangers. He was a GM of the Rangers, and he came in for his own team, and it was like nineteen forty or something. Twenty seven. Okay, nineteen okay, twenty seven. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so this shouldn't happen in twenty twenty. <laughs> almost a hundred years ago. I know. That's that's <laughs> think so, about that. So this. This particular scenario like this shouldn't happen. And again, it only beat about being a 42-year-old guy because good. Now, once someone also tweeted out yeah. that he had a kidney transplant. Like, and I don't want to get ahead of stuff if it's not true or not. But and I'm just saying more admirable. I, I said to you during the game. I said uh, in the third period. I said. This guy isn't medically cleared like everybody right, else. Though. Like, you in laugh, all honesty, you're right. you know, just to it's play. Like they had a physical before he went on the ice. Well, you to know? play 30 minutes in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Like, just so many things. And, and I was saying it fearing the worst. The Carolina Hurricane said, you know what? Let's not even make it close that something could happen. They, they just kitty barred the door, played aggressive, played hard. Um, Imagine the emotion in, in David Ayers' mind as you see. Early in this game, Rhyme relieved this hockey game, lower body injury. Yeah. You go on the bench just to back up, and just the array of emotions in your mind, and the next thing you know, Clifford and, and the collision uh, with Peter Morazic. Again, uh, I don't know why that was called a penalty to begin with, but again, they would have lost this game regardless of what happened there. Yeah. And the the array of emotions as you get prepped to go in an NHL game, you're not an NHL goalie, you're 42 years of age. Like, it's insanity to me, Gord. Well, I, I'm going to give you a cheesy, somewhat, somewhat defense of the Toronto Maple Leaf team heading into the third period. That it's easy for the Car- – now, again, it was 4-3. It was a one-goal difference. Yeah. Carolina, 4-3. So – and I'm expecting easy win for the Leafs. So there's two parts. So it's easy easier for the Hurricanes, play- Hurricanes players – to be men possessed, going, okay, we know what we got to do. We really can't allow any shots on net. Then the Leafs come out and saying, crap, we're playing against a beer league goaltender. Um, and, like, we should be wiring it from everywhere. So that changed their game plan, whatever, but yet they never were able to execute it. Because they were getting shots on goal before. They got out shot quite a bit by Carolina, but they were moving that puck around the classic slap shots from the point before David Ayers came in. They weren't doing in the third period. Like, you just thought, okay, you got to come out and you just got to look to wire it from anywhere. And it just seemed they started off by trying to do that. Then they just couldn't They just couldn't get a handle on things. It was weird. So I don't know if they got then discombobulated. And then all of a sudden, to your point, you give up two goals. Like, seriously? So now it's 6-3 again. So instead of, like, how soon do you, do you put Carolina out of their misery with the emergency goaltender, all of a sudden, and now you're screwed. Okay, now you're screwed. So now the whole thing of even trying to wire it on David Ayers 
like five minutes in the third period is you're behind the eight ball. They've totally got you on momentum because they're possessed about it and they got their mojo and game going. You've got the crowd now on you. you got no flow tonight for starters, and now it's being exposed. As you talked about the defense, they didn't have what it tonight. Defense? And so <laughs> now it's even being more exposed. So you don't even get started to get the puck out of your zone, to get in the offensive zone, to even get one of those long-range shots on goal you should be taking when you have a beer league goaltender in there. Yeah, not to mention, again, the Maple Leafs almost for the eighth time this season almost surrendered the first shot on goal uh, if it weren't for Freddie Anderson. Unbelievable safe. Yeah. Like, here's that's that's a thousand years ago. That's a thousand years <laughs> like ago. Like, the Barry injury was a thousand years ago. Yeah, exactly. Tyson like Barry That was the talk through. of the town here in the press box as I was eating my drumstick in the intermission that Tyson Barry, there goes the, the trade speculation. with the, And he, he makes an Undertaker-like return in the <laughs> second period, plays the rest of the game. I think it was a minus 17 in this game, but that's regardless but he, of the point. Uh, well, it looked like the old shoulder separation, and we even – uh, speculated on that, and I, w- and I wonder if the shoulder, you know, something happened and had to get popped back in. I don't know, but it really looked like that. Then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, second period, he was back. Shall keep players regroup and move on, given what happened here tonight, 48 hours after such a great effort against Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, it, it's been a tough one here for us to to regroup from. It's going to take a little time. Uh, obviously. Disappointing, given the way that it uh, uh, went for us the other day, and we thought we had put together a good process and a good model for what we needed to look like and how we could have success. Um, I thought at five on five, we our first period was fine. Um, I thought it was really a special teams was a real issue and perhaps uh, signs of what was to come in terms of, uh, especially our power play. I just thought our execution was so poor. Uh, it was a sign of just that our best players just weren't uh, weren't having a good night, and I think that was more of what was to come in the second and third. But you get out of the first period up one nothing, and at five on five, I thought we carried play pretty good, especially in the back half of it. A lot of that work was done from our third and fourth lines, and the energy and the pace that they had, and then we just were not uh, not able to sustain it. And you know, special teams well once again this time our power play. Obviously, the penalty kill didn't get great results, um, but our power play has a chance to really make a mark in the game and really failed to do so. No, I didn't. Um, I mean, I think the reality is that the game really just stayed the same. We got a couple of shots and they went in. I think they're, you know, they're their D hurt his shoulder and so they lost their coverage and allowed John to turn the corner and get a sh- good shot you know, but when, when the goalie switch happened I, I talked to the team you said if, if we don't change how we're playing they don't even need a goalie I mean there's, there's no chances there's no shots there's nothing happening so they didn't need a goaltender uh, the way the game was going and credit to them you know I think we missed uh, pretty well a near open net at the, at the buzzer at the end of the second period it could have made a 4-4 going to the third uh, but really, you know, we, we just gifted them two at the start of the third, and then it's, it's game over from there. They competed hard, and they were above us really the entire game, and we just continued to pass into it. And our execution was poor. The way we moved the puck was very poor and unorganized. Um, so uh, from an execution standpoint, from our best people especially, uh, was a real tough night, one that we haven't seen from them and really since I've been here. How would you describe your relationship with Davies? 
great. He's got great energy. He comes comes to the rink every day. He just wants to work and wants to be a part of it. And whether it's with the Marlies or the Leafs, he's he's always there when you need him. And there's probably not uh, not an emergency goaltender anywhere in Baraki that's just seen as many pro shots as this guy. He's in pretty much every day getting work. And you know, uh, it feels pretty terrible given that he's on the other side today from our end of it. But on a personal note, you can't help but feel pretty darn good for the guy. One of the words that Mitch used to describe his own game was dog shit. And if you if you agree that applied to a lot of guys tonight, how do you get that out of them now with 20 games to go and, and this playoff spot carries? Yeah, well, it's just what we talked about before. I mean, it's another embarrassing night, right? Embarrassing nights uh, shock the system a little bit, you know, and we are a, a prideful team. I think this game was different than the others is that, you know, I don't think today was a lack of work ethic or anything like that. Today was just our execution. We couldn't connect on a, a pass today. And the part of it is them. They put pressure on us in Carolina, pressured us. They were above us. But um, like you saw in our power play, we just, we couldn't connect on passes today. So the execution was really poor. When you got a team that, that works the way that they do, uh, you're not connecting. It makes it it makes it really tough to get anything going positively. So, you know, and then defensively, I thought as a unit, our our, our 60 probably had as tough a night as they've had uh, in quite some time. So that's a bad bad combination for us. They bent a bit at the end of the second period, but it, did it seem as though Carolina really figured out how to handle the situation with what they did in the third period? Like I said, I, I I mean, there's a lot of focus on the goalie, of course, but. They were dominating us before the goalie switch happened. The game just stays the same. I mean, you, you got to get through five people to get to the goalie. We couldn't get to Mrazek when he was in there. So it's, the game was the same. It, it just just so happened it was a different guy in the pipe, but uh, in the pipes. But the, the game was the same. They just continued to play hard the way that they were before. We couldn't we couldn't get to him. Is Barry all right? From what I know, he's okay. Yeah, obviously he came back. So. Um, you're not the general manager, but how significant is a game like this right before the trade deadline? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, like you said, I'm not the general manager, so I, I, I'm not sure that you know any decision should should or should or would be made on, on any one game or any one week. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. You can tell uh, Sheldon Keefe um, wanted to rip somebody's limb off. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to put it. He was trying to be careful with his words there, certainly. So those are the thoughts of the head coach, Sheldon Keefe. We're going to dissect that coming up. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca is coming up as well. A humiliating 6-3 loss here at Scotiabank Arena to the Carolina Hurricanes. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena as we dissect a humiliating 6-3 loss here to the Carolina Hurricanes. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Selleck with you on Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Momentarily, we're going to be joined by Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, Gord. Yeah, I was uh, hoping to connect with Don Waddell tonight, but he stayed back because they're they're actually looking at in Carolina. How about a goalie? And uh, I just gave him a quick email after the game, and he is back. He says, you and I have seen a lot of things in hockey, but that's one I've never seen. So President General Manager of the Carolina Hurricanes watching it at home. I can just imagine his owner, Tom Dundon, is uh, – 
is is very present, Hands very on. overbearing. He would have been in Don's ear tonight, big time, about all that was going on. But yeah, just to say, like you know, people been around forever. This is something you never see. Not to mention the implications for Carolina's standpoint as the trade deadline gets closer on Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Brett Pesci, by the way, upper body injury out long term. Um, sounds like um, James Reimer is going to be out long term. They don't know the extent of the Morazic injury. So I wonder if Carolina could potentially circle back on Robin Leonard in Chicago, who they've been interested throughout this season. Among that, other stories. That could be them. And also the governor of North Carolina, I like to make emergency goaltender and standout uh, standout driver David Ayers, an honorary North Carolina citizen after his courageous performance. <laughs> this is just, if I'm him, I want money. I don't care is, about any this, this stuff. Is Anyways, uh, we're going to go downstairs right now and join uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Add to the conversation just your thoughts. Uh, it seemed like the Barry injury was like 15 hours ago, but just your thoughts on what we witnessed tonight here. Unbelievable. I mean, uh, it, you can't write this stuff. You know, I, I walk into the room, and there's Dave Ayers peeling off his hurricane stuff, and he's got a Leafs T-shirt underneath <laughs> that's just sweated right through. And, you know, he's got Cascasuo's mask. Uh, you've got the game puck. The, the Hurricanes were all over him, cheering him and showering him with water, whatever they had. And it was just like, you know, just a crazy scenario. And you know, Rod Brindmore said, like, this is this is why we are in sports. This is why we come to these events for these moments. He's like, I'll never forget it. You know, he, he think of the career Rod Brindmore's had. He said he's never seen anything like this. Uh, guys, don't sit back. Just attack. So he pulled Dave Ayers aside and said, you're going to get some shots because we want our guys to keep pressing and keep and try to score again. And then they did. And he put a and he stopped everything thrown his way. I think it was six shots in the third period, and he stopped them all. But imagine that you go into the room and you say, "We got a Zamboni driver in net, and we're not going to sit back. We're going to press." <laughs> like it, it was unbelievable. Well, you know, I, and and again, it's it, Sheldon Keefe. I just find great. I just love listening to him because he also had to say, "I'm really happy for David Ayers," but uh, it's just weird saying that. But then he he kept saying, "Hey guys, we're talking about the goaltending. It's a great story. We couldn't get to Morazic. We couldn't get to anybody. That was the problem. I mean, they were they they owned the game before that. And I think we all thought. And Luke, I, I was worried about the guy. I'm saying, boy, I'm thinking we're going to do Leaf Nation post game talking about you know he let up eight goals in the third period and that. And it just seemed like they the Leafs just should have been wiring shots at him." And they weren't, and the Hurricanes wouldn't let them. And then when Carolina scores two quick goals, which I wasn't expecting, then forget it. The Leafs are done. They just couldn't get going. And you thought you should be shooting the puck from center ice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a there was a chance towards the end of the second. Even I think it was Kapanen who kind of shot for a pass, like a hard pass across the crease. I'm just like, just get it on net at this point. Um, like I thought maybe Austin Matthews might hit 50 tonight once once he came in. But uh, cre- credit credit to honestly cre- credit to the to the Hurricanes because Keith said the way we were playing and the way they were playing, they almost didn't need a goalie in that. And it's true. Like, they were just relentless. You know, all this week has been this talk about urgency and work ethic. Caroline is on the second half of a back-to-back. And they, and they shut down uh, the Leafs just rallying around just incredible adversity. You know, both their both their goalies go down. Like, and the guy's a Leafs fan. Like, it's, you can't write this stuff. 
Yeah, I thought he was going to bust out the uh, New World Order shirt as he came on the ice there. Eh? You're right. You really can't write this stuff with Luke Fox. Uh, we'll, we'll try his best to write this stuff and talk about this game coming up on Sportsnet.ch. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. So, Luke, if you're the Maple Leafs, uh, we, we know the clock is ticking, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Again, uh, Tyson Berry comes back after we thought he was finished for a long, long period of time with a suspected shoulder injury. What do you think they do here in the next couple of days? Well, it's going to be interesting. And Sheldon was asked exactly that. And he said, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not the general manager. I don't know how much stock you put into one week or one game. Uh, and generally, you know, I, I would agree. But this, this is a really unusual game. And I, I think it showed a lot about the, the character of both these teams, of Carolina to push through and, and, and of the least not to be able to find a way when it's kind of on a platter for them. You know, um, I, I think I think he has to, to resort um, to, to trying to see what he can do. I, I don't know if, if Tyson Berry's 100% or not. Keith said he thought he was okay. Obviously, he came back, but the way he went off, um, it looked like he was favoring that right shoulder pretty severely. And if, and if you were one of those teams that was interested in renting him for half a year, you've you got to have second thoughts just, just by looking at uh, his, the way he appeared as he went off. Um, but Toronto needs to address the defense. If anything, that Tyson Berry scare should remind people that, you know, if he goes out, next man up is Timothy Lilligren, who only has a handful of games of NHL experience, and basically the Hurricanes had their way right around the Leafs' net. You know, Freddie Anderson started off really great, but they were just getting second and third opportunities and allowed to walk around the crease. You know, there was not a lot of fight and not a lot of protection around that, that slot area. And uh, fortunately, in some ways, we'll have a lot to talk about till the trade deadline over the next almost 48 hours, Luke. But you got to cover it on a daily basis. And, you know, it's great Mitch Marner and, you know, guys just owning it. But I'm, I'm looking at it right now because we went through this before the Pittsburgh game, after the Pittsburgh road game and before the home game. And good on the Leafs, they answered the bell. And if you want to soul search all that stuff, I really don't care. You just got to go out and do it against Tampa Bay and Florida. Like you got to really show up. It doesn't guarantee a win, but but you you know that's the only I, that's the only talk I'm really interested in because you still unbelievably control your destiny relatively if a playoff spot. But you got to do that talking on the ice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, it it shouldn't be that hard. You know, half the teams in the Eastern Conference get into the playoffs. Their, their stiffest competition right now is the Florida Panthers, and they are world beaters. You know, they lost the other night to the LA Kings. You know, it's uh, one of the league's cellar dwellers. Like, it's right there for them. They just need to get it in gear and start playing consistent hockey. And I think that's what, why fans are so frustrated, because you sandwich what I, I believe was their most complete effort of the whole season, um, the last home game a couple, couple nights ago in Pittsburgh, between two of the more embarrassing losses um, of the season. And, and it's just like a head-scratcher, I think. And, and, and fans are frustrated. Like, I heard some fans chanting, let's go Raptors, towards the end of that game. Like, and, and scattered booing. And it's just like, it's rough. I mean, for that to happen in February, you know, for a team that's still very much in the playoff hunt, it just shows the, uh, the tension in this city around this team because they're like Jekyll and Hyde. Very well put, Luca. Thanks so much for this. Really, really appreciate it, and we'll talk a week from now, okay? Okay, have a great night, guys. You as well. Take care. That's uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca breaking down this one as, as best he can. Look out for his work, of course, on Sportsnet.ca, but a, a 6-3 loss here 
to the Carolina Hurricanes, and for half of the game, the Canes had a uh, a Zamboni driver by day uh, who who ended up winning this hockey game. Yeah, and uh, you know, yes, there is a Santa Claus. Yes, kids out there that you can dream. I mean, you know, David Ayers came here as the most um, uh, talk about. Uh, autonomy anonymity and that just there no one knew and all of a sudden you're the story you're the lead story you were the lead story in the last few hours on every sport alex ovechkin eh? and news <laughs> stories yeah you know just like you you are like it's this it's this beyond dream thing and that's what's neat about sports every now and then something not like this though something like this can happen but not quite like this Alex Ovechkin scores his 700th career goal, and it's overshadowed by a Zamboni driver. Yeah, he's 42. never scored against David Ayers. No, no. David Ayers might win the Vesna Trophy. That's according he to Carey Price. Tonight, by, the by the way, he does. He, he gets does. the win tonight because he's yeah. out there for the game-winning goal, which is the which was the fourth goal they scored. So the dreaded rival Montreal, by the way, is laughing at this, and they relish moments like this, as do we when Montreal something happens to them. Carey Price. Wondering if David Ayers is going to win the Vesna Trophy this season. I think he's on to something. Um, we roll on here on Leafs Nation post game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Don't go anywhere. Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game here on the Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Scotia Bank Arena. And now quiet Scotiabank Arena. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic breaking down a 6-3 loss here to the Carolina Hurricanes. If we're just tuning in, sort of missed a couple things. Uh, Tyson Berry got injured in the first period, returned for the second. And, oh, yeah, both net miners for the Carolina Hurricanes were injured. Uh, James Reimer started this game, left early, lower body injury. Peter Morazic collides with Kyle Clifford of the Maple Leafs. Cue the third string, which is an emergency goalie by the name of David Ayers, 42 years of age. The Toronto Marlies... Zamboni driver. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding on this. It's Nick Alberger and Gord Stelic here to try our best to break it down. But I, I got to credit the marketing department of the Carolina Hurricanes year after year. Just unbelievable work. Uh, they capitalized on the bunch of jerk situation last year. Um, uh, you know, the line by Don Cherry. Yeah, yeah. They, the, the the celebration. What, what's it called after the game? Uh, the uh, surge. Right. The, yeah, the, the surge. storm surge. The storm surge after the game. Like they've done a brilliant job. And now David Ayers. They're, they're selling David Ayers jerseys online right now. Uh, that's uh, T-shirts with Ayers number 90 on the back. Like they, they're, they're masterful at the marketing game in the NHL world. So like this guy is living the rock star life right now. Next thing you know, he's going to be courtside at a game with Drake. I give Sheldon Keefe credit that this abysmal, despicable, embarrassing, um, whatever, humiliating game tonight that he did say, I give full props to David Ayers. He's a guy that shows up and he drives the Zamboni, but he's also a practice goaltender for the Leafs and for the Marlies quite a bit. So he just said, I'm not pleased him saying it for him playing for the other team, but you got to give the guy um, credit for what an unbelievable moment. I thought the cherry on top would be if Ayers came out and did the flood after the game. We see the Zamboni <laughs> riding around right That's now. True. That would have been the magic cherry on top if you asked hey, me. Hey, stop the interviews and get out here. And, yeah, uh, I've, yeah. Got to, I've got to do the flood. And by the way, he's going to be at least practice tomorrow. He was scheduled to be at least practice tomorrow, David Ayers. So... Uh, that that's going to go as planned tomorrow, by the way, at Leafs practice. Mm-hmm. And this guy's now a superstar in this market. And again, as Luke Fox brought up, he was wearing a Leafs shirt under his Carolina Hurricanes jersey. But 
What an unbelievable story. We'll always say where we were, uh, you know, broadcasting this game when this happened uh, to the Maple and happened to the career and the family of uh, David Ayers. We got to hear from him uh, first and foremost. Here is David Ayers after this one. What's it like to be 1-0 as an NHL <laughs> I didn't even think about it until right now, but uh, I'll take it for sure. Uh, I didn't really know. I, like I said, I had a couple text messages that told me hey, get in there, and I hadn't seen the footage. I was in the media room, kind of by myself, and the guy comes in and get going. So get ready and uh, walk down the tunnel, and it was wild. It was pretty fun. What were you feeling? I thought I wasn't going to be nervous if it ever happened, but I was nervous for the whole second period. As you could tell, I couldn't stop a puck if I had to in the second. But uh, I told the boys when I come out in the third, I'll be ready to go. So. These guys were awesome. They said to me. Just have fun with it. Don't worry about how many goals go in. Just enjoy it. They said, uh, this is your moment. Have fun with it. So. Not this year. The last year I was and the year before mostly. But uh, I've done over half the games this year now. So. What does a Saturday night usually look for, like for you when you're not <laughs> the emergency goalie? Uh, I'm, I'm help coach a team, a Whippy, Bantam AA. Yeah. And uh, so they're on the ice quite often as well. So if I'm not there, I'm either at work. Or I'm here, right? So it's it's busy. Are you a Leaf fan? Uh, I <laughs> I grew up a Bruins fan when I was younger, but obviously being in the Leafs uh, organization for the last eight years, how can you not be, right? So. What was it like to face the Leafs, who you also face in practice sometimes? Uh, I was saying that uh, I didn't expect Tavares to go low on the first shot. He psyched me out. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought he was going to go high blocker on me, but you know. And I said, uh, you know, if the guys come in, I think I know where they're going to go. But in a game situation, that's all at the door. They they go wherever you give them. What do you say about the team in front of you? These guys played so well in the third. You know, they chipped it out. They just kind of kept it away from me, which I said, you know, give me a couple shots, but not too many. So it's good. Yeah, after the uh, after the second period, going to the second intermission, a couple guys tapped me and said, "Good job." So what was the moment in the locker room like afterwards? After you did the I had no idea I was going to get a shower before I got in the shower, but uh, <laughs> I got one. It was good. These guys are awesome. They say they gave you a special. Carolina MVP gets a special song. Did you have one? No, they said that. I, I, as long as they weren't playing, you know, something I didn't like, yeah. which is very rare. Uh, they, I don't even know what they played. To be honest, I was too busy having fun. So, so I come down and I get half dressed. So all I had to do when I go in is put my uppers on, put the jersey on, and get out there. They maybe put a shell on in between the second and third period. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but they didn't like my blue pants, so <laughs> I had to cover them up. What was your best save tonight? Uh, I don't know. I think the one was wide open in front of the net, and I kind of squeezed it in there. I felt good. The other ones were, uh, I, I don't even know. I just saw the puck come at me and squeezed it. So, uh, yeah, that was it. What will you remember most about tonight? Uh, these guys, how great they were to me, how fun. The crowd in Toronto is unreal. Even though I was on the other team, they were so receptive, and they were so awesome. Every time I made a save, I could hear them cheering for me. So that was awesome. Being named first star as well. I'll take that any day. <laughs> you know, I had no clue until I was walking down the tunnel. Like, you can't go anywhere. You're going back out. So uh, that was fun. Apparently, your wife had a very colorful tweet. Uh, uh, gonna be like, she's still alive? Yeah. I'm surprised she hasn't dropped dead. <laughs> Poor girl. It's going to be good to go home and kind of relax and take my jersey with me and probably hang it up somewhere and look at it every day. $500? Is that I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> I haven't figured that out. What does this mean to you? I mean, it's been a long road, It has. You know, I went through a kidney transplant 15 years ago. Uh, never thought I was going to play hockey again at that moment. And started with the Marlies, and it's been eight years with the Marlies, and I guess three with the Leafs now. And the whole Leafs organization 
from top to bottom have been amazing to me since day one. Uh, so to be able to get on the ice here in Toronto, all the fans, the guys on the other team are kind of looking at me. I make a save and they're kind of looking at me like we're going to get you sort of thing. But uh, it, it's just, it's unreal. Right now it's hard to put into words to be honest. Uh, no, I'm uh, at Madame Athletic Center. I've been there for the fi last five years. So. What kept you going? Yeah, it's just a passion for the game. You know, being 42, it's not exactly easy to stay in shape with these young kids anymore. But like, they get me on the ice. Uh, Rich from the Leafs gets me on the ice as much as he can. Uh, keeps me going, keeps me uh, all upbeat. And the, and the guys are great guys, all in the Leafs, and like I said, in the whole organization. And uh, they just keep me going. They keep me wanting to go. You're obviously here. You're here, you're here to. to to do it, but do you ever think that it was actually really going to no. happen? No, when I saw the text message, I, these guys playing with me right now, like I'm going in, and then they came in and they said, get ready, we're, we're going to put you in, so yeah. let's go. Who sends you the text? Um, I got the text to come down here from Reed Mitchell, so he's the guy I'm in contact with just to get me going in and out of the game. So. When, when you go in there, are you thinking like, I'm going to be able to stop the puck, or like, do you know that? Oh, I was ready to stop the puck, I just couldn't do it for the first two shots, <laughs> and then I think I kind of blanked them for the rest, so I was good. Well, it all depends uh, on the week if Marley's are home and the Leafs are home and they've got a bunch of things going on. Uh, Sheldon was amazing with the Marley's, always got me on the ice and when he came up to the Leafs, same thing, he always gets me out there on the ice and I do a lot of the skill stuff with the guys and hang around for practice. Uh, Sheldon's a great, a great guy, I've known him for, since he was with the Marley's and he's, he's unreal. So. Uh, a lot of thanks to him, a lot of thanks to a lot of the guys on the Marlies who got me. Uh, one of the equipment guys, Will Burns on the Marlies, he's the guy who actually got me going to all this stuff. He, he calls himself my agent. So <laughs> he, uh, he got me in here and keeps me going. So, so I'm supposed to practice tomorrow at 1230. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be uh, not awkward. I'm going to take my game puck with me. That's about it. <laughs> no, they're great. They're, they'll have fun with it. I'm sure they'll be super happy that I got in. So, Probably be in bed by 12, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's been a long day. So, no, I, I'm just going to kind of go home and chill out. I'm not one of those party kind of guys and just go home, chill out, maybe watch a couple of replays, and that's it. Go to bed. <laughs> Uh, I think it's right behind the room. It's a media room. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of dressed in there. There was no TV, so I had my CBC Sports on my phone, on my uh, my knees, and I was watching the game. And at that moment, I was actually shut off on me, and I was just kind of answering text messages, and so I had no idea. What about getting a hockey night in Canada towel? I mean, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you went like in an hour and a half from sitting in the media room yeah. to get an interview coast to coast. Yeah, yeah. No, the towel's wild. I, obviously, it's been around since I was born, right? And just to be having one of those things around your neck, that's, uh, that's definitely uh, something that I'll never forget for sure. Forever, my, uh, my MVP, Mike Zeisberger, Club C there with the final question. That's it, yeah. uh, but David Ayres, uh, again, you can't not feel good for this guy, even if you're on this side of the spectrum and the Maple Leafs get embarrassed. Like, this is such a cool story, Gord. Well, there's, there's no other. I'm trying to think of the other professional sports. Like, it can't happen. Like, it can't. Does it happen in baseball? Does it happen in basketball? Does it happen in football? No, like no. really, it can't. There, there's they just bang on trash cans in baseball. Well, just because uh, the other part is Florida could, a position player could play goal. Yeah. You know, but, but, and, you know, for some teams that might be a possibility. I don't know. Like, like someone, in, this, in this age of numbers, and sorry to interrupt, I would love to know the odds of this taking place tonight. 
all I remember is Scott Foster for 10 yeah, minutes for the Chicago the Blackhawks, whatever it was, the accountant a few years ago. I remember ago. how hard it was to get that guy on my radio program at that time, by the way. he would Chicago shut him down to media availability, by the way. I think you guys got him on the morning show. Uh, well, anyway, it just uh, – uh, but he was very personable, like, Celebr- da- like David Ayers. Like you're, you're, so you're finding these refreshing – I mean, because it's like a thrill of a lifetime yeah. type thing. So to answer the question, that's the only other comparable one. There was – I'm trying to remember there was one where um, – a coach let the trainer go in for a minute. Remember that? And, and you know, just something like that. So the guy got a, a minute in the NHL, a long-serving equipment manager. I'm going to give you guys something positive as we uh, wrap up in the next 10 minutes or so. Tampa's lost back-to-back games. They surrendered seven goals tonight. Andre Vasilevsky, is he struggling? Maybe he continues well, on the... like, 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 what do you want when the Leafs come in, okay? Do you want the one that they what, team that yeah. won 11 in a row? Probably not. But then you don't want the one that's the last two in a row loaded... <laughs> Loaded seven goals to Arizona, the juggernaut Jeez. offensive team known as the Arizona Coyotes. Yes. It's going to be a fun one on Tuesday, Leafs Nation well, postgame. It, no, it's just got to be the same effort they had Thursday. That's all, all they can do. That's what, the, And they may end up winning or losing, but they have to do that in the ice, and they have to they have to do it Tuesday. Yeah, something tells me this won't be all over the tabloids tomorrow, so just have amnesia when you wake up if you're the Maple Leafs. Just forget this ever happened tonight. It was a big-time dream at that. A 6-3 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. will wrap things up after this here at Scotiabank Arena, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, the fan in the Leafs radio network. Time for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation postgame. Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network after a uh, disappointing, dismantling, humiliating, choose your word, 6-3 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes in which half the game was played by the third string netminder the Toronto Marlies. No, he's not, yeah. no, he's not even a third string netminder. Third, <laughs> the third goalie in for Carolina. Yeah. Is that better? Third string netminder is playing for their Charlotte uh, AHL uh, team Alex for the Toronto Marlies. Right. Yeah, yeah, they got it. He's actually a decent third stringer. That's the thing. It's it is the emergency goaltender. Like it is the emergency that's in all buildings. Uh, it's somebody that generally. Uh, has a better resume than David Ayers does, with all due respect. Usually a younger guy, a college, a university guy, or semi-pro and whatever. But apparently he sees a lot of pucks in Leaf practices and did in Marley practices upon with other jobs, and uh, he was the guy tonight. Yeah, I don't know how much uh, vacation time he has saved up, but he took a vacation there in the third period, if you know what I'm saying. This disappointing effort for the Maple Leafs scored. It's time for the VTech call of the game. When the ter- ultimate Toronto sports getaway with the VTech wake up call, call 416 413 4141. Leave a message and set your alarms every Friday morning for your chance to weekly $500 prize to qualify for the grand prize. Visit sportsnet.ca slash 590 for details. Oh, here's Kapanen wheeling out at center and going wide. Kapanen in, puts the brakes on, looks for a man in front, saucers it back, Muzzin shoots off the glove, the rebound, scores! There you have it. Alex Kerfoot, the first goal in this hockey game. 83 hours ago, snaps a uh, 13-game goalless drought. His second in 22 at that time, Gord, it was one nothing Maple Leafs. Yeah, and again, we don't, call it, we don't call it the play of the game, okay? We call it a call of the game. So it's uh, generally Leaf-centric because it's Joe. And uh, Kerfoot, uh, it was a big goal in the last minute that gave the Leafs the one nothing. uh 
the the one nothing lead heading into the second period. And um, yeah, but after that, it's uh, it's just it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. So they're going to uh, they're going to need to get guys uh, going like that. I'm just watching here, like Rod Brindamore is saying the same thing. Rod Brindamore is talking what to the Carolina Hurricanes, Rod is, by the and way. just and he's talking to his team about this is a memory they're ever they're always going to remember. This is true. The Leafs will remember this for the wrong reasons, but this is a memory they're always going to remember. And he's touching on the goaltender. Uh, a, a lot in David Ayers, but he's talking about his team. He's talking about his team. You guys went out, and he's a great job to the goaltender, but you guys played like a team possessed. That was impressive. They didn't, you know, this kid, this young man, this middle-aged man, that could have had a... This guy's out of had a, Doesn't a, go to Ryerson. A nightmare. <laughs> they, they went out and said, we really need this game, and this could be a joke, right? And, we, and, and they played like like a team possessed. They really did. I mean, full marks for them. As we are incredulous about the way the Leafs played, mm-hmm. we've got to give the Carolina Hurricanes full props. Look, Gord, I'm going to take the next 72 hours to myself, just regroup on life and uh, Maple Leafs hockey, and we'll come out strong on, on Tuesday night as the Maple Leafs visit the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, the Maple Leafs, by the way, we had mentioned earlier the David Ayers is going to be at practice tomorrow. They've canceled practice. <laughs> they don't want the throng of national media there. I can tell you that right now because that's what was coming. Yeah, I I think that's a good idea. I I think they've canceled too many practices over the year at times, I think. I do agree with the fewer practices, but I think, yeah, what's the point? Who wants wants to face that? Especially with what's ahead on Monday, right? Yes, well, the trade, well, full day of practice, I would think. Trade deadline as well. Like, this should not result in a knee-jerk reaction for Kyle Dubas. That's not what you do. That's not not the way he's played, you know, for so long. It took him six months to get a backup goalie, right? This this, this should, you know, he's made a good trade to get Jack Campbell. Um, we're just seeing more warts than we thought. And we've seen it not just tonight yeah. but throughout the season than we expected from this team. Yeah, and again, just not to hammer it home, but uh, this team really misses Morgan Riley. And, and I understand the fleas of, of, of Cody Ceci, but he plays big minutes on the PK, right? Rasmus Sandin's above his head right now. Timothy Lilligan was in the press box against tonight. again tonight. Marty Marincin, well, he's Marty Marincin. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Like, there are, there are gaping holes in the back end, and I'm not giving anybody the benefit of the doubt. It, it's a team thing. But tonight, uh, it was troublesome what I saw from this team defensively. More so considering back on Thursday what we saw in that game. No, Queen's absolutely. Victory, you know? And that was a key of the game. Just yeah. talked about it. They played smart hockey, good hockey IQ. They did simple things on Thursday. And you're right. The, the defense was a question mark. And it also meant that any injuries, they were in tough. And they had some injuries. And tonight, boy. Were they in tough? Well, Leafs Nation, just uh, hang in there. That's pretty much all we can say. The sun will come up tomorrow. You'll have that cup of coffee, and you'll feel great about life. Many thanks to uh, Josh Santos and Kyle Norris back at Master Control. Sam McKee, Vic Pilati in here. Vic still hasn't said a word since this game ended. Um, I'm, I'm going to pass him through this. We'll get through this. Gord Stelic, you're the We're man. We're going to get concussion protocol for Vic. <laughs> He's in shock. Passion that unites us all. I look. Vic Pilati is the absolute yeah. stud of the world. Uh, so the Maple Leafs, again. A 6-3 loss. David Ayers, congratulations to you. The Maple Leafs, well, I don't know. It's back to the drawing board. We'll talk again coming up on Tuesday night for Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Take care. You've been listening to Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your local GTA Acura dealers. Visit yours today.